to Wallabies and Wizards. This is Light, the light-fingered thief here. And with me, I have Logar. Hello, it's Logar the Barbarian. Logar, we seem to be uh, stuck underground again, and we're running out of uh, food to eat. What, what, what should we be doing here? Well, I mean, we'll be all right. There's, there's, there's all these fun guys around, fun Gus and, and the rest. Oh, I thought you said there's fun guys. I was like, oh, this is a disco party in the dungeon. I like this. <laughs> fun guys. I love those fun guys. I love fun guys. That's great. I, I love fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of it. <laughs> tastes good on my pizza and tasty places. I never thought I'd ever go. <laughs> that too. I was talking about uh, fun guys in the gay club. So. <laughs> oh, that, that works too. That's amazing. <laughs> We, we love fun guys in a gay club, and we love fun guy um, as uh, mushrooms, as we're talking about today. Yes. So we're looking at, we took a look at this article by Chris Perry in Dungeon Mag number 211. Now, they just mentioned some, some fungi or fungus that you, in the, in the title is Fungus of the Underdark. Specific for the Underdark uh, game setting here, but obviously you can use it for other fantasy game settings. And I wanted to look at some of these fungi and how they work. Now, fungi. Uh, one thing I've learned is that two important things come into play when you're when you're when you're dealing with fungi, and those are set and setting. Set is what you bring, and setting is where you're uh, where you're at when you're in, enjoying these fungi. So. <laughs> <laughs> So these ones are a little different, though. I wanted to look at some of the things here. Well, starting with the first one they mentioned is Trilomac. Trilomac. Trilomac's apparently this really big fungus, this really big mushroom for your game. I was like four to five feet tall. So it's probably going to be taller than some of our um, halfling folk here. Yeah, the halflings get to look up. They can, they can kind of like shelter under it. It's yes. got a couple <laughs> uses. Now, it doesn't take you places, but it is useful for paper, like writing on apparently, and for consuming, eating. They say that the stalks can be cut down to like two feet type or so and, uh, and, and be consumed like a loaf of bread. Yeah, that part I found interesting to, in the sense that it's a, it's a bread-like. Well, depending on how you use it, you can be has a texture of, like you said, writing paper for magical scrolls and stuff, or it can be like bread. And I was like, hmm. The next one they brought in was called N- Nymergen. 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 Or, yeah. Mm. These are just made up D&D words, so we're trying our best to pronounce them. I guess they're pronounced however we decide when we bring it to game. Right. <laughs> Nymergen. Uh, they say it looks like a freight umbrella. It's three inches in height. They're beige in color. These are used for making an alcohol that can be poisonous, apparently. Well, it depends on which part of it that you uh, brew up, right? <laughs> yeah, so poisonous nymergen is a thing. And uh, apparently the Drugar, who are like underground dwelling dwarves, have a, have a good resistance to it. But upon drinking it, you got to make a check or pass out for one to three hours to start it with. Yeah, and that's just if, if you're lucky. <laughs> if, you're, if you're unlucky, <laughs> you might not wake up from this uh, drunken coma that you're in. <laughs> yeah, you might not ever. So there's that save versus death involved here. So these fungi are finding a lot of different uses in the Underdark. The next one they mention in this article specifically is Ormu. Ormu, yes. Ormu. Now... I was a little confused. Does Ormu glow? It's apparently used by the drow 
for makeup is this the one that was used for makeup and also uh, yeah i think so this was yeah. the one that they're using like eyeshadow or something like that i think it was yeah and they mix it with glowworm juice to paint on shields signs and flags and glowing designs it said well it said it was a fluorescent green moss so i think it natively has some fluorescent glowing properties as well already so a light source from the ormu yep or if you want to you know dress up and has some glowing eyeshadow i guess you know that'd be fine too <laughs> for all your all your glowing and illumination purposes you can find some ormu and it's pretty common now some of these other ones are not as common like one of the ones we're gonna get to one of the last on this list the Timask is very rare nymergen is uncommon and uh the frequency of the trilomac the Trillamac, they said, is, I think that's the one they said is grown like farm. So it's hard, it's rare to find in the in the wild. In the wild, but if it's farmed in, like you said, plowed areas, then that's a little bit different. And the Trillamac is your loaf of bread and your paper. So I'm sure there's Trillamac farmers somewhere in the underdark. And that's definitely a thing you can use to flavor up your delving in the depths, the Trillamac farmer. Well, and- they said Trillamac was also called what? Corpse caps? Because the drow would use um, bodies of dead enemies to fertilize their Trillac <laughs> farms, essentially. Well, dead bodies fuel a lot of these fungi on here. Are, are we cannibals and are we no longer vegan if we're eating these mushrooms that have been grown with dead bodies? I think the mushrooms are fine as long as you don't eat eat what the mushrooms eat. All right. <laughs> as long so, as so, so we're not cannibals and we're still vegans. So, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, you can be a vegan and eat the mushrooms. It's all right. They're, they're, they're vegan approved. Yeah, but the mushrooms ate a human. <laughs> or, an elf, or an elf <laughs> i mean the circle of life right? yeah. <laughs> the next one was askumi an appearance askumi or reddish orange lichen this is lichen right that yes, grow on lichen. warm tavern walls they're very rare but it's a poison it could be crushed up and I guess it'll like, like, like restrict your air, your windpipe and, and swelling and, and make it hard for you to breathe. So there's some sort of, if you're able to get a hold of it, can be used, you know, to kill for assassins and whatnot. And then there's the final one on this list is the tin mask. And I think yeah. the tin mask was interesting. It's very rare. It's the, probably the rarest one on here. They go about two feet in diameter and two feet high they are usually found in numbers of one to four and there's two ways that they're used it's used for magic spells <laughs> looks like it's primarily for for magic type uses <laughs> so these things are pretty expensive some of them and they're they're folks will be looking for them so really i think a lot like the tin mask and stuff like that you want to i think that the use of it in a game isn't that you just stumble on it because that wouldn't do you a whole lot of good unless you know it's no, primary what uses. it is for it. yeah so maybe like making sure that your players know ahead of time when they stumble on it i guess you'd always do the check and then you know what it is i think it'd be more interesting if it was something that was like oh well i need this well the component is the the tim ask and it's very rare and suddenly you've got an adventure out of nowhere yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's not something that you just like stumble upon like the other mushrooms that we may have discussed in the random Underdark. Well, right? a lot of you might stumble upon a farmer farming mushrooms, but some of those are kind of rare and you might not just stumble. They might be things to search for that somebody needs for whatever reason. 
I mean, I guess if you have an assassin in the party and they stumble upon like that poisonous mushroom, it's like, sure. okay, do your check. It's this, it's used for this, and you can utilize it. There's always that. I wanted to look real quick, though, while we're talking about mushrooms at the base and fungi at the base fungus in the old second edition monstrous manual because i think they're interesting too there's a lot of uses for fungus in D D that we're not even going to scratch the surface of here in this quick 15 minutes right <laughs> but we got these few here that were presented in the dragon mag and then i'm going to look at the monstrous manual and this is the monstrous manual from second edition two that i really like are the violet and the shrieker because they work in conjunction with each other the violet is a violent mushroom. It has like tendrils that come out that can attack you. They tend to grow with it and around shriekers. Now, shriekers, I think most of us may be familiar, but if you're not, they're mindless mushrooms. When light gets so close, according to this, when there's light within something like, oh, what is it? 30 feet or 40 feet? I can't remember. I'm not going to try to yeah. <laughs> find the exact place where it's said. They start screaming out a horrible noise which means you got to shut them up or it's going to attract attention of horrible things in the dungeon more than likely. Something well, no. <laughs> wandering monsters might just happen to increase in frequency all of a sudden. Yeah, and if you're trying to hide from something, shriekers are a terrible thing to come on. For sure. Now, shriekers aren't going to be like defending themselves because they don't have any way to do that. They don't have arms. They aren't that intelligent, but they are. Well, they're shrieking at you, right? <laughs> yeah, they're shrieking. Now, the violet mushroom, the violet fungus grows with them and those things will attack. So I think it's an interesting combination that go together where the violet, what happens is the violet and the shriekers grow off of dead bodies too. And they get their food by shrieking and then attacking. The violets will attack and kill the adventurers of the party or the folks that are trying to shut them up so they don't get attention. <laughs> So you see, it's a mutual benefit that they have by living together because they're helping each other. One's defending the other and the other one's bringing in food, essentially, right? Yeah. And so think like when you're approaching this, I know we've run into shriekers. I don't think I've ever stopped to think how they work together. Like we talked about dungeon ecology and stuff like that, but that's kind of a, an element of dungeon ecology, this interesting way that they grow together and they grow off of dead folks. <laughs> The habitat, they live in dark places beneath the ground, often in the company of violet fungi. When the shriekers attract curious dungeon dwellers by shrieking, the violet fungi are able to kill them with their branches, leaving plenty of organic matter for these saphiritic life forms to feed on. I don't know what saphiritic means, but I'm assuming it means something that's consuming a dead corpse. <laughs> uh, how do you spell that word? S A. P O, I'm sorry, S A P R O P H Y T I C. Oh, that that's like um, I think it's related to being your fork. Saphoritic, sapor sapro I don't know. I'm I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is because I tried to look it up and I got sapphic, which is related to like you know lesbians and lesbianism. That, that's think. not. What, I don't think that's what we're looking for. I, think I don't think. Really <laughs> I don't think it's really related to a sappho. But <laughs> those are some fun guys as well, but not the same fun guys. The algae, so the the phycomid, P H Y C O M I D, is an algae like 
mold that resembles fibrous blobs of decomposing milk-colored matter with capped fungi growing out at them. And what they do is they, they, it says they extrude. They spray an alkaline substance that can damage you. The damage can also infest and you start growing on you and continuing to cause damage, growing the mold on you. Uh, this occurs in 1d4 plus four rounds and inflicts 1d4 plus four points of damage. The growth, it says, spreads throughout the host body, killing it in 1d4 plus four turns. So some of these things can be very dangerous without a combat encounter and the types of saves and stuff are, you know, necessary it can be taken care of with a with a cure disease spell cure disease spell yeah and that's again is in the second edition monstrous manual we're taking this from kind of looking at all right so i so i found saprophyte saprophyte or saprophyte means a plant or fungus that lives on dead or decaying organic matter makes sense yeah i you know i'd like to get get uh jacob my friend jacob who used to play uh, Pathfinder, and I believe played Starfinder with us. I think he may have played some old second edition with us as well. Uh, he's actually a a fungus expert. He's going. He's getting a graduate degree in. Well, in, in that case, we should have him comment <laughs> on some of this stuff because half these words we, we're having problems pronouncing, much less under, understanding. Because we're yeah. not a uh, mushroom experts. <laughs> yeah, he's a mushroom expert in, in many ways, and he knows quite a bit about it. And he actually studies it like. That's his thing. Like he had a university <laughs> studying <laughs> right. mushrooms and growing the various types. And he knows a lot about it. I think it would be cool to see him come in and talk about it. Some of the things, like if you get into, like, I'd like to even go into the, the psilocybin mushroom, the trippier mushroom sometimes in an adventure too, because that's something I really appreciate. And uh, <laughs> have over the years had an appreciation for it, respect and reverence. So <laughs> well, again, you know, with these type of um, items that you encounter, the mushrooms, you know, some of them have can be beneficial and benefit you in different ways. Some of them can be dangerous and harmful, as what you've detailed in the monster manual. And some of them might even have some magical properties that can enhance your magic. And so. Definitely a lot of different ways for you to play it. I definitely got other books that expand on mushrooms and fungi. We'll probably have to take a look at in the future and see how crazy we can get with our fungus. But we're coming up on about time right now. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please leave us a positive review wherever you're listening and share with your friends who are into these kinds of games. You can find us at wobbliesandwizards.com. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaloProm. We now have a Patreon Please support us if you can. We could really use the support. It's patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards. And keep those dice rolling. Go for some uh, very powerful fungi on your fungi chart.